This is the story of how nature and people shape each other. It's a super powerful partnership to work between culture and nature. A functioning ecosystem doesn't just happen by default. It has to be cared for and tended, especially in these days when there's a tremendous amount of uh, human pressures on the land. You're listening to Nature Talks, the Nature Conservancy of Canada podcast. Fascinating stories about nature, why we need it in our lives, and the passionate Canadians helping to protect it. I'm Tiffany Cassidy. This is episode two. The Meadow That Mattered. Imagine your happy place. What does it look like? Ancient trees? A carpet of wildflowers? What does it sound like? A chorus of songbirds? That's where we are now, standing in a meadow of Gary Oak trees on Vancouver Island. That bird call is from the endangered Vesper Sparrow. From the birds you can hear around me to the plants at my feet, these are some of the rarest species in Canada, including the Gary Oak trees that grow throughout the meadow. Gary Oak trees are twisted and gnarled, and they are old. Some of the trees in this meadow are centuries old. And between the trees are open meadows, where blue, yellow, red, and pink wildflowers are blooming. So we have deep soils that allow all of these native plant species to thrive, as well as the trees. That's Jocelyn Wood. She's a scientist with the Nature Conservancy of Canada, and she's showing me around the Cowichan Gary Oak Preserve, an hour north of Victoria. Jocelyn helps care for this place. There's so much magic here at the Cowichan Gary Oak Preserve. It doesn't necessarily matter what time of year you're here. There's always something going on to kind of wonder at and be amazed at. Standing in this meadow on lush, green Vancouver Island, you might assume everything here must be thriving. But Gary Oak ecosystems and the plants and animals they support are threatened and becoming rarer and rarer. Less than 5% of the original Gary Oak meadows in the world still remain. These trees and meadows are only found here in the nearby Gulf Islands and a couple patches in mainland BC and along the western U.S. coast. If they haven't already been lost to development of towns, subdivisions, and farmland, the remaining Gary Oak habitats are being overtaken by invasive species. The Nature Conservancy of Canada is working to bring back the open meadows and the plants and animals that were here before so much habitat was lost. And turns out we have a lot to learn from the people who were here before us. This land has been used by people for thousands of years, It's the traditional territory of the Cowichan tribes. Genevieve Hill is literally digging into the history of the Gary Oak Preserve. She's an archaeologist from the Royal BC Museum, and she's here looking for clues. A cooking pit, tools, scraps of animal bones, anything that might give a hint about what this land meant to people. The rain gives us time to take cover and chat. It's all speculation right now, except for a few little hints. Genevieve and her team have found strong evidence of ancient charcoal and crushed shells in cultural deposits. This is along the stream bank near where they're digging. And that's a clue that people probably lived here. Through their digs, scientists have found tiny particles of fossilized plants, 
buried at different soil depths. From their evidence, they conclude some of these sites have supported savanna and meadow vegetation for at least 2,000 years. Meaning, this place has actually been open meadow for thousands of years. Genevieve thinks she knows why it stayed open for so long. It's quite likely that they were traditionally burning the area, but also, you know, if they're living in this area, just think about how around your house, areas of any sort of thing, like plant production, harvesting, cooking, things like that, things just tend to be quite clear. But I think that there are strong lines of evidence for traditional burning here as well. For thousands of years, the people of the Cowichan tribes burned the meadows under the Gary Oak trees. The burning prevented fir trees and shrubs from taking over. It also helped the wild camas to thrive. Camas is a plant with a purple or blue flower that grows from a big bulb. The starchy bulb is a bit like a sweet potato and was an important food source for the Cowichan tribes and the Coast Salish communities. The ancient use of fire helped to manage the land and is why today we have these open meadows that are now home to rare flowers. The ecosystem was shaped by the people who lived here. It's a super powerful partnership to work between culture and nature. And I know you like none of us can ever know all of the details that we would wish to know. But this partnership really allows us to explore this further. Through her research and interviews with Cowichan elders, Genevieve is piecing together what we know about how people use this place and hopes we can use this knowledge to better manage the ecosystem in the future. To more accurately represent what the traditional use of this landscape was on the provincial record and to make it known publicly that this area was of importance to ancestral couch and people. Spring blossoms are everywhere here. This is the only place in Canada where you can find some of these plants and animals. Like the bright, colorful yellow montane violet. The subspecies that grows here is endangered and only found on Gary Oak habitats. And near them, a sea of pink, few-flowered shooting stars. Pollinators love this place. That includes bees, but also birds, moths, and butterflies. Keeping this place for the birds and other animals that rely on it means starting at the ground level. That's what Jocelyn shows me as we continue our tour. Yes, we've, we're standing next to this fence here, and you can see the amazing restoration work that we've had going on. So we put up the fencing in the springtime when all the flowers are coming up just to keep all of the deer. So there's a lot of deer on Vancouver Island, and they love to munch on all of these flowers. So we put up the fencing to keep them out. The fence keeps the deer out and another animal in. Sheep are munching on shrubs and non-native grasses. The people caring for this place bring the sheep in once the native flowers have bloomed and gone to seed. The sheep keep the invasive plants down and the meadow open. For years, careful and intentional fires help keep the land open. Today, the Nature Conservancy of Canada sometimes uses prescribed burns, but the sheep also do some of the hard work. And then we get these resulting beautiful pockets of, of blossoms. You may be wondering how sheep came to be on the preserve. Irv Bandman introduced them. 
say and spell my name? Yeah. My name is Irvin Badman. It's I-R-V-I-N. He's been helping to care for the Cowichingary Oak Preserve for more than 16 years. He's a restoration expert for the Nature Conservancy of Canada, and he tries to understand what this place has meant to people. Even his kids helped him keep up the meadow. Well, it's a tremendous uh, privilege to be able to, to, to spend a portion of my kids' lives here. Irv joined the Nature Conservancy of Canada shortly after the group started working here. At that time, this place was overrun with invasive species. These are plants that didn't belong here and make it hard for native plants to grow. Removing invasive species was part of his children's chores, and it taught them a respect for nature and that some ecosystems need our help. Definitely, they know that uh, a functioning ecosystem is, doesn't just happen by default. It has to be cared for and tended, especially in these days when there's a tremendous amount of uh, human pressures on the land. Caring for this one largely means controlling invasive species, like English ivy that covers the ground or creeps up on tree trunks and chokes out native plants, or scotch broom, a yellow-flowered shrub that can grow into thickets that are so dense deer and other animals can't move through them. It also creates too much shade for native plant species. With few natural predators, these invasive species can take over. Walking through here, you have to be careful. There's a narrow path to help you navigate. It would be very easy to step on a rare wildflower if you don't watch where you put your feet. But the reason these rare wildflowers are blooming is because invasive species were removed. To see the native plant populations rebounding, coming back in the areas that were uh, really barren or invaded by maybe broom or grasses or things like that. So... Um, yeah, I think it's the uh, incredible resilience of the ecosystem. Although we think of it as being fragile, it's easy to damage, but it's also fairly resilient. Irv and his family may have cared for this place for the last two decades, but there are so many others who have rolled up their sleeves to help. Irv's helped inspire volunteers to join in. More about the volunteers who have taken this place to heart after the break. The Nature Conservancy of Canada is a national charity. We protect important natural areas for the species that need them, from Gary Oaks to humans. Think you know a lot about Canada's native plants? To answer our quiz and learn more about this work, go to natureconservancy.ca slash podcast. Nature, C-O-N-S-E-R-V-A-N-C-Y dot C-A. The Cowichan Gary Oak Preserve is a piece of living history. These meadows have been cared for by people for thousands of years. Today, they are threatened. But the Nature Conservancy of Canada, with the help of local volunteers, is working to maintain the Gary Oaks and the open meadows here. I'm standing in the plant nursery at the Cowichan Gary Oak Preserve. This is a special community event, the annual In Bloom Wildflower Festival. It's a chance for the community to come, walk around, and experience this sensitive preserve while all its colors are popping. There are plants on sale that were grown from seeds that volunteers spent many hours collecting and carefully raising. Sheila Kitson has volunteered here since 1998, 
when she helped raise money for the Nature Conservancy of Canada to purchase the Cowichingari Oak Preserve. Now she and other volunteers meet here every Wednesday. They find lots to do. Things like collecting seeds, <laughs> which can be a very monotonous thing. Monotonous maybe, but the volunteers are really important to the survival of this place. They collect the seeds from wildflowers, help plant them in the meadow. Monotonous, but worth it. When you see the effect and the... I'm sitting on a chair in the preserve here, and it just is... The oaks are sort of gnarled and small, and at night they look quite spooky. But, uh, yeah, it's a neat place. That's why people come. Another reason people used to come here was to see the striking western bluebird. It was once common here before so much Gary Oak habitat was lost. By 1995, they were gone. Almost 20 years later, in 2012, conservation groups got together to reintroduce the bluebirds to the area. This Cowichingari Oak Preserve, protected by the Nature Conservancy of Canada, was chosen as the first site. The group of partners worked together to translocate pairs of bluebirds from healthy populations in Washington state and reintroduce them to the Gary Oak Meadows. And then they held their breath. Would they mate? Would they raise their young here? Would they return next spring? The answer is yes. Today, the Cowichan Valley Naturalist Society monitors the bluebirds' progress. The bluebirds have returned each spring, to the delight of visitors and staff alike. Yeah, I love coming out here every single year and with some binoculars and looking at them from afar and watching them mate and hang out over their their clutches of eggs. And it's very exciting to see Western Bluebird back here. This place is beginning to look and sound much like it did for millennia. The Gary Oak Meadows matter for plants, for animals... And for people. People have been coming for thousands of years. Today, we're learning how to care for it for thousands more. The Nature Conservancy of Canada does amazing things, like protecting one of the last Gary Oak Meadows that has mattered to people for centuries. This work is only possible because generous people like you donate. If you would like to support this work, go to natureconservancy.ca slash podcast and click on the big orange donate button. All amounts make a difference. Like what you heard on our podcast? Subscribe to future episodes on your favorite app. Give us a tweet using the hashtag NatureTalksPodcast, share it with a friend, or email us at podcast at natureconservancy.ca. And if you're looking to explore the amazing places we talk about on this podcast, go to natureconservancy.ca slash podcast to see our sites that you can visit. Next time, we're going to the other side of the country, to a village on the Bay of Fundy, and we'll meet the people trying to save its water supply. Thanks to everyone who shared their stories with us. Genevieve Hill, Irv Brownman, and Sheila Kitson. Thanks to Jocelyn Wood for her expertise and everyone else at the Nature Conservancy of Canada who put this together. And thanks to Pop-Up Podcasting. 
Some of the birds you heard were from the Macaulay Library at the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, from recordists Thomas G. Sander, Will Hirschberger, and Jeffrey A. Keller. And the cool banjo theme music you're listening to is by NCC staffer slash musician Carly Dow. Check out her music at carlydowmusic.com. I'm Tiffany Cassidy. Thanks for listening. <laughs>